Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, How to Solve Your Marriage Problems. This is my foundational coaching tool. It can really help with anything that's going on in your marriage right now. So a lot of times the people come to me with a few pretty common problems. One is infidelity. That's probably the biggest one that that brings people in, brings a lot of challenge and, and trauma, and it's a tough thing to deal with. Another common one is I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So usually it's the person that, um, like if the wife's saying I'm not in love with you, the husband will come to me and, and want some help with that. Uh, loss of trust. <clears throat> Excuse me. That could of course be from infidelity, but also just from maybe not uh, a lot of times the guy will come in and just hasn't really been prioritizing his wife quite as much as would be ideal, has been kind of putting work ahead of her or just kind of not paying attention over time. And that can lose trust. Low sex, not enough sex in the marriage. Poor communication, another very common complaint I get. And low intimacy, not just in the uh, sexual sense, but also just in the knowing each other deeply sense. So people will have some pretty common reactions to this. So to infidelity, a lot of times people will feel anger, of course, natural, but they have a hard time kind of moving past that. Uh, that can lead to revenge affairs. Um, also just a lot of sadness, a lot of grief. And some of that's natural and is going to come, but sometimes people get sort of stuck in that and, and aren't sure how to move past it. If I hear, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Uh, so the... Um, the person who is not being loved or, you know, if it's the, again, if the wife says, I'm not in love with you, the husband says, it feels very hopeless about this. feels like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how this happened. Um, another thing that um, a lot of times the wife will say, if it's the wife saying, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, she'll say, I don't know why I feel the way I do. I'm really not sure. I just don't feel that connection anymore. And again, that leads to just kind of this helpless state where you don't really know what to do or where to go. Uh, for loss of trust, a lot of times we just have this thought, I don't think I can trust you again, right? Just can't do it. Uh, low sex, a lot of times guys in particular will think like, oh, I can't take this anymore. Like, you know, I can't believe I'm not having this kind of intimacy in my marriage. I don't know if I can keep doing it. So poor communication or low intimacy, a lot of times we'll just think, oh, my wife just doesn't understand or my husband just doesn't understand. So this is the foundational tool that I teach people, believe in it super strongly. You can just grab a piece of paper and do this anytime uh, and write it out. And it's just super powerful. So I call it the state fair model. So the S in state fair is for situation. So that's just what's happening. T is the thought or the story that you tell yourself about that situation. F is the feeling. So what feeling do you have when you tell yourself that thought or that story? A is the action that you take. What do you do? I is the intention or why do you take that action? And R is the result. What happens as a result of all this? So we're going to do some specific examples that will help illustrate this. So for infidelity... So the situation might be, my husband had a sexual relationship with another woman. So it's important to really kind of separate out 
the facts from your story about it, right? So the situation is just that. My husband had a sexual relationship with another woman or my wife had a sexual relationship with another man, you know, whatever it might be. We don't say my wife is terrible. My wife cheated on me, even cheated on me, sort of like that's starting to tell yourself kind of a, a story about it. So the thought might be, you know, again, going back to the situation, my husband had a sexual relationship with another woman. The thought might be, I hate him. Okay. I can't trust him. He's terrible, right? (laughs) All natural things. And then the feeling behind that is anger, right? I hate him. I can't stand him. I can't believe he'd do this to me and our family. So anger is the feeling that comes with those thoughts. So in the action will be to be mean to him. Anytime we're in anger, so anger, its purpose is to really fight, right? To hurt somebody else. So when we're in anger, that's our intention is we want to hurt. So our actions being mean to him, trying to punish him, trying to get back at him, you know, telling him he's he's never going to, you know, be part of your life again. And again, intention is to pay him back, right? Or to uh, to punish, to, to hurt him, right? That's what anger is designed to do. Um, so, and then the result is maybe you do feel a little bit justified by doing this, right? But you don't really like the way you're acting. You don't really think it's, it's great to be mean or be trying to punish him all the time. It doesn't really feel that good to you. Kind of feels a little good if you kind of get that bar in there and you can see it kind of hurt him, but you know, you don't really want to be that kind of person. So let's use a different state for model on it. So let's say the situation again, my husband had a sexual relationship with another woman. Thought, here's a powerful thought you can use here. I can decide if I want to be with him or not, right? I get to choose that. So the feeling there is more feeling of strength, right? It's not trying to get revenge. It's not trying to, uh, you know, telling yourself you're hopeless or how can you do this to me, right? It's just, hey, you know, this happened and I can make a decision if I want to continue the marriage or not. So the action you would take then is to consider pros and cons, maybe get get some counseling, get some coaching. I'd be happy to help you through something like that. And the intention is to just make the best decision, whether to stay or not. And the result is you get to a decision that you feel great about. And in the meantime, you're not trying to punish him. You're not getting all upset. You're not acting in ways that are embarrassing to you and and not the way you want your kids to, to see. You know, it doesn't mean you just fall over and and stop respecting yourself. It just means, look, I'm going to respect myself enough to, you know, get a clear decision on this, whether to stay or not, or, you know, whether to stay for a certain time and see how things go or, or whatever, right? So same situation, different result, because you chose a different story or a different thought. All right. So then for I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So a situation, my wife says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's the situation. There's nobody will argue that those were the words that were said. So then the thought is, how can this happen? Right. How do I get over this? I can't believe this. How could you ever say that? Right. So the feeling is powerless, right? Sad, depressed. So the action you take is to kind of ask yourself this over and over and really don't take much action, or maybe you start doing something, but you really even know what you're trying to fix. So, um, you know, it doesn't really work. So the intention here, you know, is really kind of feel bad about yourself, play the victim, you know, because you're, when you're asking yourself this question, how can this happen? You know, how, you know, how could you do this to me? What happened? 
you know, you're, you're just kind of stuck. So the result is you stay stuck, right? She still is not in love with you and you don't know what to do. So same situation. My wife says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. So the thought can be, I wonder why she's saying this. Like, if I wonder if I can understand why, how this could be. Okay. So with that thought, the feeling's more a feeling of curiosity, right? Wondering. So the action would be to ask questions about this, but not with, so this is where the intention comes, becomes important, right? The intention is going to be to try to understand her better, not to change her mind, not to figure out what you can do. So she will be in love with you again, but to just understand where she's at. So, you know, honey, you said, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. You know, tell me a little bit more about that. You know, what are some, what are some situations? What are some times where, you know, you've kind of felt that way or, you know, are there things that I did that maybe, maybe hurt you over time, right? And then the result that you get out of that is more understanding, right? You understand better what's going on. Now, she might not really answer this or she might say she doesn't really know. Um, So I want to give you guys a hint here. Usually falling out of love is your neglect for her over time. That's usually what's happened. So not prioritizing her, not taking the time to understand her, not courting her, not having fun together, not doing date nights, right? And over time, that kind of builds up to where she doesn't really feel that that trust for you, that you're going to be there for her. And then that in love feeling kind of goes away because you haven't brought um, romance, which is excitement and mystery to the to the marriage. That's usually what happens. So if you want to go to her and say, hey, was it this? Was it that I wasn't really prioritizing you over time? Was I not really respecting your opinions? Was I not really trying to understand where you were at? Then she's going to probably say, yeah, you're right. That is it. (laughs) So a little hint there for you guys. Okay, so I can't trust you. So situation, let's say this time the the wife had an affair or, you know, to to be more specific again, that, you know, wife had a sexual relationship with another man. So the thought you could have is I can never trust her again. So the feeling you can have there is feeling shut down, you know, feeling distant from her, feeling holier than thou, right? Feeling like, you know, I would never do that to her. How could she do that to me? And then the action you take is you're going to start sort of looking for times that she lets you down in the past and in the present, right? Because your thought is, I can't trust her again. So your brain's going to keep trying to look for evidence to prove yourself right. Okay. So again, intention, prove to yourself that you can't trust her. This is just kind of how your brain works. You know, the thought that we have, we look for evidence to support that thought. So then what's the result? No trust, right? I want you guys to notice too, um, that whatever the thought is usually ends up in the result line. So the thought is I can never trust her again. The result is no trust, right? So then same situation, wife had a sexual relationship with another man, wife had an affair. Thought could be, I can choose to try to let her earn my trust back or not, right? That's up to me. I can choose to let her try to earn trust back or not. Again, the feeling here is going to be more empowered, right? Comes from a position of choice. You do have a choice to, you know, decide to give her a chance to earn trust back or not. I like to draw a distinction between, you know, having faith in someone, believing that things can get different, believing that you can, you know, create a good marriage or, you know, deciding not to do that, not having faith. 
and trust, which is earned over time by made and kept promises. So after an affair, right, you know, uh, trust is like a, a house made of bricks, right? So if you lay these bricks down, uh, you know, each little promise that you make and keep is like a brick in this house. So, you know, over time by, you know, being kind, by showing up, by being there for your spouse, you build this house up. But if you have an affair, it's like taking a wrecking ball to that house. You know, it's on the ground, it's knocked down. So again, let's say it's the the wife that, that had the affair. Um, the wife would have to start making and keeping promises and slowly over time, you know, that trust can be earned back. Like the husband can't just give trust to his wife. She has to earn it by making and keeping promises, right? Or the husband, if he had the affair, has to make and keep promises and earn that trust back, okay? Can't just be given. But, you know, the the decision is, am I going to have faith? Am I going to allow this person the chance to rebuild this house or not? Like there's not a right or wrong answer. You just want to get to a place you feel good about. So again, feelings empowered, right? So the action you take is going to think and decide for yourself. You know, am I going to have faith? Am I going to give him the chance or her the chance or not? You know, you can use prayer, you can use coaching, you can use counseling, you know, to help you through that decision. And definitely, you know, writing things out and weighing pros and cons. Then the intention here is just to make a decision you feel good about. It's going to get you where you want to be. And the result is you get to a decision, right? Whether to have faith in your wife or your husband, right? Whether to have faith, things can get better, whether to work on things or to say, you know what, that house is on the ground and I'm just not going to going to give you that chance to rebuild it. You know, there's not a right or wrong answer there. You just want to get to one you feel is best. All right. So another one, I don't know why I don't feel connected. So in this situation, a lot of times what I, what I have my clients do is really look harder, right? Because they're going to say, I don't know why, I don't know why. But if you can find a very specific situation where you kind of felt that disconnection, um, that'll help. So let's say we, we dig and we find a situation of planning a vacation. And that's a time where you didn't feel connected. So you say, okay, when we're planning the vacation, what's the thought? So, you know, this happened with one of my clients. And, you know, she said, yeah, you know, the thought I have is this isn't going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to be pressured to do things I don't want to do. Okay. So then the feeling is dread, anxiety right? Uh, fear, you know, she doesn't want to feel pressured. So the action, she puts off planning the vacation or says she doesn't want to go. The intention is to avoid this anxiety and avoid not having fun. It's normal, right? So then the result is avoidance, disconnection. You don't have fun, right? <laughs> and you don't plan the vacation. So again, if, you, if you're telling yourself, I don't know why, I don't know why, just really dig, try to find a specific situation, do a state fair model about it. So, you know, again, going back to this, this specific situation about planning a vacation. So another thought that you could use instead might be, this is a chance with, for me to talk to my husband about what works and what does not work for me. You know, I can do it. You know, if we go on this vacation or even talk about planning it, you know, this is a chance for me to step into that that courage to share who I am and what's important to me. So the feeling that you get with that is, you know, bravery, empowerment, but also some anxiety, which is normal. You know, it's kind of scary to, to start expressing yourself more in your marriage, but you can do it. You know, that, that bravery comes there too. So the action you take is bring up, you know, what's working and what's not working. Look, honey, like this vacation, you know, here's why I'm not looking forward to it. You know, I feel like whenever we go, I feel like you want me to do 
certain things that I don't really want to do. Um, and that's hard on me, right? So again, kind of owning your own situation, owning your own state per model there, you know, situation is when you ask me to, uh, you know, have sex a bunch on vacation, uh, the feeling I get uh, there, what I tell myself is, you know, you just want sex. The feeling I have is, you know, kind of anxiety or feeling used. And, you know, so that makes me not really want to go, not really want to be with you. Okay. It's hard to talk like that to your husband or your wife, but it's important, right? That's what real intimacy is. Okay. Is really knowing each other at a deeper level, sharing things that are hard to share with each other. Okay, that are not necessarily going to be quote unquote validated by your spouse. And you know, that's where the real growth comes. That's where real intimacy comes. That's where real strength in marriage comes. So again, so your action would be to bring up what's working and what's not working in the marriage. Intention is to collaborate, find something that works for both of you. And the result is real intimacy in your marriage, knowing and being known to each other, right? Respecting yourself and respecting your spouse. And that's where marriages become strong and amazing and great is when you can both bring your best and find stuff that works for both of you. All right. So not enough sex. So situation, and again, we want to be specific. So we choose one specific situation. So my wife turned me down for sex last night. That's the situation. So the thought you can start telling yourself, I used to do this a lot, is, you know, my wife never wants to have sex. I do everything for her. She won't do this for me. This is unfair. You know, all those kind of thoughts. So the feeling then is feeling entitled, feeling angry. So let me give you a hint. Is feeling entitled and angry attractive? <laughs> no, right? When you're in that, in that frame of mind, your, your wife isn't going to be very excited to have sex with you. So the action you might take is to yell, to pout, to pull away, you know, show her you're hurt, stop helping around the house. Fine. If you're not going to have sex with me, I'm not going to help with the dishes anymore. So again, your intention, anytime you're angry, remember your intention is to punish, right? It's to, it's to hurt the other person. You can tell yourself differently, but that's the truth. Okay. So your intention is to punish her. The result is having even less sex or, you know, having pressured sex, her, your wife feels manipulated into it. And then she doesn't like that. You don't like it. And that creates even less desire for her to be with you sexually. Okay. This is a common one. So let's look at a different approach to this, a different state from all you could use. So a situation, my wife turned me down for sex last night. The thought is, you know, I wonder why she turned me down or, you know, why, why would that happen? What was not attractive or why was she not in the mood for that? So the feeling with that is more of a curiosity. Hmm, like, I wonder what that was. So the action you might take is ask why she turned you down and you want to dig further than the first answer, right? So she might say, oh, I was just tired. Maybe that's true, but you can say, well, is there anything else? Is there any other reason why you weren't really in the mood? Uh, you know, and maybe you can even kind of lead it a little bit. Say, you know, I, I noticed sometimes when I, when you say no, I get upset and angry, you know, is that part of it that I'm kind of feeling entitled to that? And she'll probably say, yeah, that is it. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you can dig and try to kind of understand her better, you're going to get a better result. Um so then your intention, right, is to just understand her point of view better, right? Asking her to share her thoughts, her feelings, you know, what's going on with her in the moment. Maybe she was just tired and you say, oh, like, why are we so tired? What's what's going on? And then you can understand better what's going on in her life, right? So then the result is, again, intimacy, 
right? You know her better. You're sharing things that are important to you. So, so you might understand her better. And then you might come to her and say, well, you know, look, sex is important to me. And I feel like it's a good way for me to, to connect with you. I want that to be an important part of our marriage. Uh, I don't want you to feel forced into it. I want it to be a way we can connect and have fun together. Um, so then you get to a result of knowing and being known, getting to a place that works for both of you. All right, so for poor communication. So a situation could be, I tried to tell my husband about my day, but he was looking at his phone. Okay, this is another common one. <laughs> so the thought is, he's not interested in me. He doesn't care. He cares more about his phone or more about his work. Okay. So the feeling is going to be sad, depressed, angry. So action might be sulk away or yell, put that phone down, right? Maybe you get upset. So your intention is to show him you're upset and make him change his behavior. So anytime we're trying to make someone else change their behavior, we're in a, a, a bad spot because we were thinking that when their behavior changes, we can be happy. But it's just not true. And I'm hoping you can see that through this state fair model. You know, it has to do with your thoughts about the situation, your feelings, your actions, your intentions, your results. Any situation, you can decide how you're going to think about it, how you're going to feel, what actions you're going to take, okay? with what intention you're going to do those. And that's going to create your results. So what's the result if, you know, you you skulk away or you say, put that phone down, you know, you need to pay attention to me, right? The result is your husband's going to want to talk to you even less, right? Because he's feeling, he's feeling nagged, he's feeling put down. He doesn't really want to spend time with someone that uh, talks to him like that. So let's try it again. So the situation again is I tried to tell my husband about my day, but he was looking at his phone. So the thought would be, you know, I wonder what he's doing on his phone. Or, you know, I can make a clear request that I would like to talk to him. You know, he might not know that I want to talk right now. So the feeling here might be curious. Again, you might be feeling a little bit anxious because you're, you're, you know, going to make a request of your husband. And sometimes that's hard. When we make a request, we kind of leave ourselves open to them saying no to it, which is hard. But it lets us own our desires, right? It lets us know that, hey, like, I, I do want to talk with you. I do want to connect with you. Uh, it's important to me. And they can say yes or no, but you have at least shown who you really are and you can feel good about that. So the action you take, so, that, and I want to actually come back to that because sometimes we think, well, if I, if I tell myself, if I tell my husband I want to talk and he says no, you know, that's even worse than me not even telling him. And it's not really, right? Because you've at least made yourself known, right? You've made yourself known to your husband. That's the first step of intimacy. Um, yeah, if he says no, that's that's painful, but that can help you get to a better spot. Then you can try to understand why does he say no? Why does he not want to have that discussion, right? You kind of have to risk the relationship you have now to get a better one, okay? So yeah, maybe, uh, you know, instead of him sitting on his phone all night and you sitting there being mad, and now you come to him and say, hey, it's important to me to talk to you. And he says, no, I don't want to. And that seems worse, but really it's not because now you can really try to understand each other better and work and get to a better spot. Okay. So in action, you might take it, right? So the thought is, you know, I can make a clear request of him. So the action is you ask your husband to talk now or later, and then you give a because, okay. It's important to give a reason for your requests, right? So you say, Hey, I'd like to talk to you now because I want to connect with you better because you're an important person to me and, you know, I want to understand you and, and you understand me and we can just, you know, have a better, better relationship. So if you approach him like that, he'll probably say, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I'm just finishing this thing up and let's talk. Probably that's what's going to happen. 
So again, the intention is to ask for what's important to you in the marriage, right? We're talking about what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. So if it's really not going to work to never talk in your marriage, like you need to make that known or feel like if you're, you know, for you, it's really important to have at least some time to talk every day. You need to make that known. So again, the intention is making known what's important to you in the marriage. And what's the result? Almost for sure, your husband's going to agree to this, your wife's going to agree to this, and you're going to have, you know, time to talk. And if it's no, you say, hey, it's important for me to connect and all that. And your husband says, well, I don't want to ever talk to you, right? Now, at least you know, and you can kind of make a decision of whether it's going to make sense to go through with the marriage or whether, you know, coming to coaching and really getting more, more help with that makes more sense. All right. So in summary, so you can use the state for model to address any situation. I hope I've shown that today that's causing problems in your marriage or your life, right? So anytime you're, you, you've got this, this situation or you're feeling really down or depressed or, or you're feeling really angry, you can use this state for model to try to, to figure it out. So again, you'll know it's a good time to use it if you're not getting the results you want in your life you know, in specific situations, which I think is, you know, most of us, to some extent, we're not quite getting the the results that we want. Sometimes it's harder than others, but you can use this anytime. It's also a great model to improve communication in your marriage, because when you talk to each other this way, hey, here's what happened today. Here's how I thought about it. Here's what I felt about it. You know, here's what I did. Here's what happened. You know, that's a great way to talk to each other about what happened during the day, or even to ask each other, wow, you know, what, what happened? Oh, you know, my, my boss yelled at me at work today. Oh man, that's, that's hard. You know, what'd you think about that? Oh, I thought he was a jerk. And then, oh, how'd you feel about that? Yeah, I was so sad about it. I was mad. Oh yeah. What are you planning on doing? You, you might not go to that AIR part, but even if you just go to the, you know, what happened, what'd you think about that? How'd you feel about it? You know, you can just say, what do you do? Um, and what happened just to kind of flesh out the story. Um, But, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a great way to communicate with each other better. So sometimes when you're going through this, right, you have to dig deeper to get to a new thought. This is typically where, when people come to coaching, they don't quite go deep enough on the thought, right? They get that surface level one and they think that's it. But a lot of times we have to dig deeper. We have to think, well, you know, what does that mean? I like to use something called the fivefold why, you know, why do you think that? Or what does that mean about you? What does that say about you? And then we can get to kind of the, the root of it. Um, it takes time. Sometimes you have to write out a ton of thoughts and then you figure out, you know, which one it is that that is kind of the problematic one. Sometimes it'll come from past circumstances or past events, even from your childhood or your parents, right? So coaching is a great way to get an outside look and get new perspectives, right? We can look at those thoughts. We can try to figure out, you know, what are some other options here as far as thoughts and actions you can take, right? Sometimes we need that outside perspective. And really, a lot of this comes down to knowing that your worth is equal to your spouse's, right? We talked about, you know, kind of risking the relationship we have now to create a better one. We have to make ourselves known. We have to let our spouse know what is important to us, what's working, what's not working, what would we like to do differently. It's hard to do that. It takes some courage to do that. But that's what creates amazing, intimate marriages. So it's the courage to understand your spouse, right? To really you know, give them that gift of understanding them. And then you express yourself. So seek first to understand, then to be understood. And then you find solutions that work for both of you. Okay. That's how you can do it. And 
I would love to help you through this process. Uh, again, you visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com. You can learn uh, how to do that, how we can work together. I love doing it. I love helping people create this, these amazing intimate marriages. Nothing makes me happier. All right, guys, stay strong and I'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.